0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Ofsted, sitting down again with Mr. Keith Myers. Keith, welcome in, man.
1: Yeah, um, interesting show today. We're going to go over uh, Seattle's quarterback competition because it is not a given um, as far as what is going to um to happen. And we don't even know all the players yet. There's possibly more people involved here than are currently on the roster. So we're going to kind of go through all of that.
0: You know, if there was any show where we could have just come in and kind of goofed off for like 10 minutes and told some jokes and talked about family and everything other than the quarterback position, uh, this show probably would have been better. But (laughs) As per norm, we just kind of jump straight into the topic, and and the reason that we do that is just because we like talking football. We don't like sitting around just bsing. Um, so, in case anybody's wondering why we're not funny like some of the other shows that are all about fun and no substance, we're more we're more on the other end. So, all right. So you set this thing up to where. We don't even really know who all of the players are at this point. We do mm-hmm. know who is currently on the roster, though. So we've got there Geno we go. Smith, we've got Drew Locke, and we've got Jacob Eason. And then there's a couple other periphery names out there that are kind of tied to a, a two franchises in particular in the NFL that are unsettled right now, as far as the quarterback job is concerned. Now, um this is really interesting because out of all the positions and all of the storylines across the entire NFL, the Seattle Seahawks are unique in that this is one of the largest competitions and unsettled competitions league-wide, and, um, which makes it kind of unsettled a little bit for me. I I I want to, I look at the rest of the roster, Keith. I look at the offensive uh, position groups I, and we're, we might be a little weak on the offensive line, but maybe just this year, I think we're building something right there. That's, that's actually really pretty decent. I look at the defense. It's improving as far as pass rushing is concerned. I think the defensive tackles are, are stable offensive um, or excuse me, the, um, The linebacker group seems to be stable, but yet completely different without Bobby Wagner there and and KJ Wright's no longer around. The back end's interesting. Uh, They re-signed Diggs. We have some draft picks now. Other, it's and and that's probably the wishiest washy uh, type position group on the team, other than quarterback, is kind of the defensive backs. But the talent there is is there. We just need to kind of see where we're at after um, after training camp. But that quarterback spot is just raw after Russell Wilson leaves.
1: Yeah, um it's it's a mess and um we're going to get into just how much of a mess uh here but it is an absolute mess. And there's just really no way around that. As, oh, as I'm going to find a way.
0: Look at me. I can't. Be, what I'm, I'm. I can't be negative, Keith. I just. I'm trying. I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be realistic. But at the same time, there's a certain portion of our listening base that is asking me to take on this role of the optimist and kind of paint this picture, even though people kind of want to be told the truth and the reality they also want to look through rose-colored lenses when they look at their own team and and i'm just here i'm here for them i'm just letting you know that i'm trying to like find ways in which we could win games with less than league average quarterbacks and i'm i don't know how we're going to do it i'm just going to try okay no apologies all right, so Geno Smith, Keith, talk to me about Geno Smith, um, how you see him fitting, what Pete Carroll sees in Geno Smith, why he's a viable candidate to start week one.
1: Well, okay, what Pete Carroll sees in him is a veteran player with starting experience from his time in New York who knows this team, knows the franchise, knows the offense. Um, and so therefore, he is you're not a complete unknown to the team. That's what he sees in him, um why, and that's why he's he is someone who could start. He played in three games um last year and you know had five touchdowns and one interception um completed sixty eight percent of his passes, and the offense looked absolutely dreadful despite the those stats um could not move the ball, could not score three and out, three and out, three and out um and yeah i mean he this
0: is it's let's break that down a little yeah. bit i know that that's frustrating for you and you've mentioned this you know a couple different times in a couple different shows and i get it it's frustrating but is it attributable to Geno smith or were there other factors going on on the offense that you could say contributed to this sort of Three and out, three and out, three and out starts and and stutters and and fits and 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 starts. Um, is is there an upside there that could potentially carry over into meaningful wins um, or or any type of life uh, as far as the offense is concerned? Um, starting out the season um, where it seemed like there was some other stuff going on there with Shane Waldron, a new system. Uh, Russell Wilson wasn't completely on his game. Um, And it just seemed like we didn't have a run game early in the season and so forth. So I think that there's other factors there.
1: Okay. Um, What if I were to tell you that statistically last year was the best year of his career? Uh, Whose career? Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, Geno Smith is a career, what, sixty two, sixty-one percent completion? Or is it lower than that? Fifty eight, maybe? Um, um 58.8. 58.8, right. And the and the touchdown to interception ratio is closer to even, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Is and
1: got, he has um slight he has two more interceptions than touchdowns as a and I would player. imagine
0: his win percentage is below five hundred by f- five games.
1: Thirteen and twenty-one,
0: so fourteen games. games or seven games. All
1: right, so <laughs> so yes, so also you look at his um his air yards per attempt um. Last year was 8.0. He's never been above 7.2 and only had one year where he was at that. Um, every so, other okay. year has been in the six five. So here's,
0: here's an optimistic way of looking at those stats. That's great news because in this offense with Shane Waldron, he had a career year in only three-game sample size.
1: Yeah, and he had, had a he five
0: had... to one ratio with sixty eight percent, which is in line with what Pete Carroll wants. You're not turning the ball over. You're completing uh, completing close to seventy percent of your passes, and other factors contributed to those losses, not just his play. So uh, there is room, a little room for optimism there in those in that stat line.
1: Yeah, and um, they could not move the ball. They had um 165 yards of offense in one game, 129 yards of passing offense in another and 160 in the third. So, 13, and how many yards rushing did we have in those games? Um 144, 90 and
0: 69. Okay. So that's not bad And one of those and 90 and the other isn't bad. The other, you know, 69 is a little low, but um I, I would think that the game that uh, that we had 140, 169, did we win that game? No. We lost that game. We lost it's that hard game. To loo- it's hard to lose
1: a game when you rush
0: for that amount. It's
1: hard to lose a game when you rush for 144 yards, but it's not impossible to lose a game when your quarterback only throws for 165.
0: What did the defense do?
1: Um. Well, the defense gave up a lot of everything. A lot of um, so I just well,
0: think, I'm just thinking two, it's a mixed two, bag a two, little bit.
1: 226 and 119. So it wasn't as bad as I thought.
0: What was the time of possession in both those games? That those games.
1: I don't
0: have. Okay. So just based on where we were last year, I would imagine it's somewhat lopsided. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll Let's just say Geno Smith was abysmal. And he won one what? game and lost, lost two. And he was ineffective in the game that he came in when Russell got hurt. So um, <sighs> what what are we going to do? Like, is that the best that, that we have? Or do you think that Drew Locke, 6'4", 228 pounds, 8 and 13 as a starter, career 59% completion percentage guy through – 6.7 yards per attempt on on his career with 25 touchdowns and 20 interceptions is going to be any better than than uh Geno smith and is pete carroll going to hand him the keys to the the
1: car if he has a better preseason if he has a better whoever has the best preseason will get the keys to the car will it matter i mean they're both bad um so, I mean, look at it. Um, what, what do Drew we Lock, need
0: to do to, to, to get to a point where we're like um, Jared Goff with the Los Angeles Rams and that offense a couple of years ago? Um, can we be that and get into, and reach the playoffs with our remaining roster? Um, no.
1: You have to, in order to do that, you've got to have a top five defense. Do do you see a top five defense?
0: Um, Not initially, not out of the gate. No, I do not. No.
1: And that's the thing is you can get by with a Jared Goff um, or, you know, one of these guys, you can get to the playoffs if you've got a top five defense. So you're only asking your offense to score 17 points a game.
0: The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major sports action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I would say right now we have probably a 15 to 20 defense, and I might be underselling them slightly because they finished pretty strong last year. But that defensive backfield just kind of freaks me out a little bit until they come along a little bit better mm-hmm. Mid, midway through the year i might have a better answer for you but not right out of the gate
1: yeah i mean that's and that's what i i just don't see this as something where you're you're looking at one of these guys and thinking wow that's a um you know that's a, a game manager who can come in and and um unless do the they can
0: sustain third downs like if they can convert third downs like nobody's business this year that mm-hmm. would be one that would be a completely different story but i just well, yeah. do see I mean,
1: if you, they need what they would have to do is establish a running game that would be like they had during the Marshawn lynch years where they were consistently at third and two um and so that they could do anything and if they can get to um get the running game going to that point, then yeah, you can, I mean, that's, that's the other half of this is you need to be able to have that to um, uh, go through and, and, and make a war, um, make an offense, make a whole team winning uh, record work when you don't have a quarterback.
0: And you've got a new, not a uh, new to us center in Austin Blythe, who's undersized, not known as a run blocker. And you've got two offensive tackles likely to start rookies who are best at run at pass blocking and don't have an iota of an idea of what they're going to do for run blocking in the nfl yet because they've never done it um and that's what we're going to start the season with
1: mm-hmm. plus
0: plus a quarterback whichever one you choose is going to be less than 500 as a career starter um those are all uphill things <laughs> man I'm, i'll give you that much i mean those are definitely uphill things Talk to me. Um, do we need to spend any time on Jacob Eason, Keith?
1: Um, I don't think so because he's not winning the uh, job. Um, that doesn't mean he won't be playing at some point this year because if the quarterbacks continue to just, you know, turn the ball over, turn the ball over um, Pete Carroll's going to go find someone to play that won't. And that might be Jacob Eason. but um or it might be someone who's not currently on the roster, but they could definitely go through and, um, and, you know, just have both these guys fail and just be like, all right, we have to move on. So, okay. So
0: talk to me a little bit about the other scenarios. So Pete Carroll has clearly painted the situation all off season since Drew Locke arrived as being a two-way competition between Drew Locke and Gino Smith. Gino would have the upper hand initially, maybe things would equal out during training camp with Drew Locke. Um, he said all the right things about Drew Locke, uh, stood behind both their quarterbacks, haven't brought anybody in, didn't draft the quarterback, um, but there are conversations happening. Uh, reliable sources are indicating that the Seahawks are looking at Baker Mayfield. Uh, There hasn't been any talk, to my knowledge, of Jimmy Garoppolo, but that makes sense given the fact that San Francisco and Seattle are in the same division. Yeah, they're not going to give Seattle a quarterback. Likely would not work out a deal there. So Jimmy Garoppolo, though, could be cut. $25.5 million cap hit. He would have roughly $24 million in cap savings if they cut him for the San Francisco 49ers. If they move on uh, with Trey Lance in the fold as their starting starter moving forward, doesn't make any sense to keep a twenty-five million dollars backup quarterback on your roster and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, So let's talk about Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: So Baker Mayfield is the one that that's you're going to have talk about because he is um, available. But he's got a bad contract. The team's gonna the Seahawks are gonna want to give up nothing for him and have uh Cleveland eat most of that contract, which they're not gonna want to do, but we'll see. The contract um, is
0: 18.85 million dollars.
1: Yeah. For a um, you know, mediocre player. Um, and so you look at you know, with all the stuff for him, he's at you know, career sixty-one point six percent. Um, right. So <clears throat> You know, and that with that, he's um you know, you look at his air yards per attempt at seven, that's pretty yeah. low. His no, it's, it's um, not
0: good. Jimmy Garoppolo average, beats him in every way possible.
1: Average net yards per attempt at six point one. That's that's you know, relatively poor. A QBR um rating that's never been above sixty-five for a season, and a guy who gets sacked a lot. So uh I'm looking at all of this and you look at his TD. Um, to interception ratio, and he had one he's had one good year, um, in 2020 when he went 26 and eight in that regard. But every other year in his career, he's been about even, um, having just slightly more, uh, touchdowns than interceptions. So it's there's a reason why Cleveland gave up everything to go get a guy who has, um, legal problems and may not play <laughs> because yeah. if he can play he's such a massive upgrade over baker mayfield that that's where i think the risk yeah
0: so cleveland i think really screwed up here and they gave deshaun watson a fully guaranteed 200 plus million dollar a year deal and not a year but the total and um deshaun watson may, might be disciplined um this year the league i think is recommending, or somebody is recommending. or in a, in a credible way for, for at least a year suspension. And then they've got Baker Mayfield, who they crapped all over uh, in the offseason um, through this process. And Baker doesn't really want to play for them. He's just kind of a, a player in uh, for the Browns in name only. He's just a, in a no man's land, literally. Um, but the Browns would have to eat $18.85 million of that $18.85 million, um cap because it's fully guaranteed now that's the thing uh, different about jimmy garoppolo his 25 million dollar cap hit is not guaranteed only 1.4 million dollars of that is guaranteed so jimmy garoppolo is more realistic to me to end up landing on the seahawks roster if he's cut Um, i would imagine there's back channel conversations going right now with his agent in some capacity, they don't want a legal tamper or anything, but they'll probably let them know that they're interested if something should happen. Um, and uh, it seems more likely to me that Jimmy Garoppolo would land. In fact, I would prefer Jimmy Garoppolo over Baker Mayfield in a neutral situation. Now, both to me are not ideal because yeah. you look at the Seahawks roster, you look at, at what they would possibly do with Juno Smith, and drew lock as quarterback they may you, you might be right they may get to five wins and that could be it that would be good for seattle moving forward they go get their guy in the draft next year and start that quarterback uh, clock all over again with a guy that's under contract for five years um and in a low salary you go for jimmy garoppolo he all of a sudden elevates your your overall roster and your win total I think you probably get to 8 or 9 10 wins with this roster and Jimmy Garoppolo. But is it the long-term answer? Is that the ceiling with a player like that? Well, we know 49ers have gotten to the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl and so forth, but
1: yeah, they also have gave to match up three their, first round three first round pr- picks for a project quarterback because correct. they thought that highly of Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Well, what do you think? Jimmy Garoppolo Be- between Baker Mayfield 30. and Jimmy Garoppolo
1: well, I mean, yep. Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo is the, the better player. He's also 30 and he'll so be 31 thirty one and yeah, October. there's no upside. What he is is what he is. Um And so it, it comes down to um do you want to win in 2022? If you do, you go get Jimmy Garoppolo. If you want to win in 2023 or whatever, you go with Baker Mayfield if you have to pick one of the two, or really you go with Geno Smith because he's going to lose you more games and you're going to be in a position to go Or draft do you find out what you have
0: in Drew Locke?
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to. One gotta, of those. Yeah. So, there, I mean, there is what that. Do you, so. What do you
0: think the Seahawks should do, Keith? What do you think they should do? And what do you think it's likely that they
1: do? What I think they should do is um, put Drew Locke in there and see what happens. And, you know, give him six games at the beginning of the year to show that he can play, um, which he won't do. And they will be, you know, two and four at the best. And at that point, the season will be over and they can, um, you know, roll out G- um, Geno Smith or Jacob Eason or whoever and, on their way to a four-win season and get um, a very high draft pick that they can go draft one of the three elite quarterbacks that are in next year's draft. Um that's what they what I think they should do. That's not what they're going to do, but now, it's what I think pa- they should
0: do. Let's pause on that just for a second. I just want to ask you a couple of questions. So if you do that, you do run the risk of losing your roster, of losing your players, of losing your locker room, of losing your head coach. Um, because losing in the NFL is really hard on a team. A little hard on a coach, hard on a team, hard on the players. Um, whereas if you don't make a move for like a Jimmy Garoppolo, are you really doing everything you can to put a winning team on the field? Straight up. Uh, like if Jimmy Garoppolo has his cap number completely go away, you can sign him for anything. Um,
1: what they can should do is you they can... be
0: trying to do everything you can to win? It, does your team expect you? To, does Jody Allen expect you to make that move? to show that you're doing everything you can do.
1: Uh, I, I know um, Jody Allen was on board with the plan, which was to, um, you know, got the defensive coaching staff trade um, Russell Wilson and replace him with whatever um, in the roof. Or yeah. Thorough. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. There's they make to make, a, to make the, the, the case in the locker room, what they would need to do is to make a play at Jimmy Garoppolo but lose the battle and let him go to Carolina um, because they don't they they weren't interested in paying what it took to acquire him. Um, but they made a play right they, they said that they were interested they they were looking to upgrade. Um, and then it's all about messaging inside the locker room. This is a team that has such a winning tradition under Pete Carroll that um, they get to a point where they're like, hey, we are um, this year, we're developing players. We are, um, you know, making decisions on on the guys on our roster so we can move forward. Um, you, cannot, you can go through a losing season and not lose a, a roster. I mean, just look at what happened in, in Detroit this last year where they were bad, um, and at the end of the season they the players were as much behind their coach then as they were at the beginning. So, um, I mean, yeah, it really comes down to, like, yeah. you have uh, to know what yeah. you're doing.
0: It's true. No, you're absolutely right. It, I'm just saying it's a risk. It's a risk you take when you go down that path when you know that you're going with the quarterback that's going to lose games, um, especially if the preseason is funky and th- th- he has more interceptions than touchdowns or no touchdowns and four interceptions, some weird thing like that. And then they choose him like drew lock to be the quarterback. It's like, Oh yeah. yeah. But um, I, in a, in a neutral competition, You've got Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I'm going to leave the other Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo out of it. Two quarterbacks. You know what Geno Smith has got. You know that he can, he can win one out of three games for you at our minimum, possibly more. You've got a roster that you, you want to signal to your team that you, you want to win. You're going to choose the best quarterback. I think everyone kind of likes Geno Smith. However, I think they go with Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. All, all things being equal because yeah. they want to find out what the kids got six, four, 228 pounds. He's a kind of a gunslinger guy. He went through a couple, two or three, you know, well, two um, offensive coordinators, this offensive coordinator situation in Seattle looks to be really stable and gives him, I think a, a really decent opportunity to put him in a best position since he's been a pro to be successful. And I think that's why they choose Drew Locke because you can always go to Geno smith if, if stuff goes off the rails um but i think Geno smith limps this team along to the point where it's just Geno smith and drew lock just kind of sits and and they never find out and then he's let go in the offseason, and who knows Geno, at least you get a chance to to see drew lock and um i think he comes out ahead actually and i think that he just he comes out ahead on on the merit I, in the in the end i think drew lock ends up being the better quarterback on paper and on and, and eyesight and, and you can kind of see the potential uh, after preseason and I think he wins it based on just that
1: yeah I'll give you that um I think that overall um he and he'll
0: lose least, more I, games
1: <laughs> probably than Geno Smith <coughs> because he'll turn the ball over um mm-hmm. but yeah I mean we saw we saw Gino Smith last year and he had one good game against a terrible Jacksonville team before everyone
0: forgets that that was a very, very bad team.
1: Well, and it was before the, um, the coaching transition, um, uh, that went on there. So they were still a very bad team coached by a very bad coach, um, who had completely lost everybody in the locker room.
0: Urban um, was awful.
1: Yeah. And so, that game, I think, is skewing um, what people are think expecting from Geno Smith. When you look at the um, the Pittsburgh game and the New Orleans game, um, that is that is more um, Geno Smith. These are not two teams that, that are um, – I think Pittsburgh made the playoffs, but only because the AFC did not have a seventh good team. Um and they but they weren't a good team last year. And um you know, New Orleans didn't. And he could not move the ball. He could not get a first down, could not get the team in position to score points, and we both and, talked
0: about at the time we thought that if Russell Wilson played, we win those games.
1: oh, yeah, we win those games easily. Um, there was also he was also put in a situation where you need one drive to go win the game, and he failed miserably in both attempts. So, um yeah, it's um I I think Drew Lock at least has the potential to be better than that. I, he also is uh, going to lose you more games because he'll turn the ball over. So, uh it all comes down to you know, what are you looking at? Um So, yeah, I was just looking I'm sitting here while we're talking looking at Jimmy Garoppolo stats because you're like, "Ooh, Yards per attempt, eight point four, and I'm like, that seems really high. Uh, if you've watched him play, and I go, oh, here's why: um, yards after catch per attempt, six point four. So there you go.
0: <laughs> so he's throwing a lot of dink and dunk stuff. <coughs> he's
1: we know lot, he, we know that he's he's throwing a lot to Debo Samuel, who is an elite playmaker with the ball. Wouldn't, his wouldn't hands. you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, that is um, I was surprised at that number when, when you threw that out there. Um, well, that's
0: why you can complete 68% and, of your, your passes, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. You're there's no being asked to do it with the ball. Yeah, this is a situation. I think you're right. I think that we're between five and seven wins, no matter which way you cut it. I don't think that's four. Mm. I think that we're a better roster than, than that, but five to seven is probably at top Ten pick next year. We've got two first round picks and us and two seconds. A future first. If we needed to, we could move all over that first round up, back, whatever, in order to get the guy that we wanted. Um, if it was a quarterback that we needed next year. Now I'm not going to say that we're going to play for that. Um, and I would say, please don't. If you're a fan, don't don't wish, don't play for draft picks. But um,
1: go, this team needs to go try and win yeah um, I, I agree. I don't think they will win, but that doesn't mean you don't try to win. Don't do a um you know, don't don't go do what the Portland Trailblazers did last year and try to lose games in the second half.
0: Set your players down and not play anybody with a hangnail you know, et cetera. yeah,
1: yeah, don't don't do that. go do your best to win games and see what happens. But doing your best to win games is gonna involve a lot of losing. It's going to look like you know i keep bringing up detroit but there it's a it's a it's a situation where it's a team that's completely rebuilding
0: our, our roster is better than detroit was last year keith top to bottom depth wise and so forth it is, yeah we are the, missing the quarter, the, quarterback. the
1: quarterback the quarterback's worse uh um, it is and so but i think uh, this
0: system with and, and Pete Carroll, the way that he wants to take care of the ball and run the ball, and we've got some decent running backs. I'm saying that there is a there is a chance that these guys could be better than advertised in, in the end and, and have like 66 to 68% completion percentage and low turnovers. We could eke out some games that I think people might, might be expecting us to lose. I just think that we could end up getting to seven wins. Yeah, um, and and being at halfway decent roster, and you know, you get to seven wins, and you can start to see some real positive things going on in other position groups, and some some players are doing some really good things, and so forth. And so, even at seven wins, I think we're in a position that in the draft to be able to get up to the you know top three or four pick, I think, or top five pick in the draft, and and make yeah, whatever moves that we who's need to up do. There. That's it true.
1: It depends on who is who is up there, because if um, Top three picks decide they only need a quarterback. You're not getting a quarterback next year, and if you've got one team that thinks they've got their quarterback um, and is sitting there, you've got Jacksonville um, again. it us say that they're picking second in the draft, and and they still think trevor lawrence is their future well then you've got to give up everything to give up get up in that one spot because that's the only the only chance you're going to get and then look at look at san francisco a couple years ago they had to give up three Mm -hmm. first round picks to move up not very far um to get trey lance
0: yeah 10 to 10 or 11 to 3 something like that was their move yeah i know anyway good luck seahawks because this is going to be a heck of a, a competition. Like, it's one of the most, I, I know that we're kind of talking bad about these guys and back and forth, and it's kind of negative, and it is what it is, but it's not dissuading me at all from looking forward to what this competition is, just because it's fun. It's football, uh, to watch guys compete day in, day out, back and forth, who's going to you know, win this thing is still an intriguing battle to me um and find out you know what's going on with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo those stories are not going away uh so all that intrigue is is going to be fascinating um we're gonna have to wait a little while there's another five weeks or so before training camp so um fun conversations to be had into the future Keith thanks um by the way if you're listening to the show uh if you are um want to leave a message on youtube Um, we check those messages frequently if you have questions we're doing a question and answer show uh recording on thursday and um submit your questions that'd be great uh anything anything goes and
1: um doesn't even have to be about football doesn't even have to be about football what else keith what what else going on that's it right um that's it we are um almost into July. Um, we're at the end of June and once we get into July, we're in the home stretch towards getting to a uh, training camp and having football to watch again. So and I think rookies um, can
0: show up on July 26th.
1: Yep. Hang out there. Hang in there, people. You're almost there. You got one month left till football <laughs> returns.
0: Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. Find the show at Hawks playbook on Twitter. Seahawksplaybook.com is the website. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube hit that subscribe button and share. Thanks. Take care. Let's go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at @nwseahawk. Keith is at @myersNFL and the show is at @hawksplaybook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at seahawksplaybook.com.
1: Podcast Network.